0: hello everyone welcome back in the last episode we got to know the introduction about serotonin and also we got to know about the historical aspect and the synthesis so what's in store for all of us today it's no time to keep the secret let me reveal the whole thing today we're going to study all about the serotonin receptors it's reuptake and all about the transporter that helps in the reuptake but more than that is all about the serotonin receptors there are so many receptors and serotonin belongs to one of the largest neurotransmitter family so without any delay let's get started welcome all to his pharmacology difficult podcast i'm your host dr radhika vijay abbs md pharmacology And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds is pharmacology difficult. Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. We all know about the structure of the brain. Well, it's something like a lobular structure and has a kind of a stalk on the one side so there are many nuclei in the stalk lining from upside to the bottom the first we have the medial raphe nucleus then we have the n raphe portus then we have the n raphae magnus then we have n raphae pallidus and then we have N-Raphae Obscurus and the stock goes down. So on the top there is a medial raphae nucleus. So this is all about the structural aspect. What we need to know about is that brainstem contains raphae nuclei, which is the whole soul synthesizer of serotonin in the body. Deep and extensive serotonergic projections, they are widespread thoroughly all over the brain. Now, above the stock, in the main structure or the lobe of the brain all over, the serotonergic projections, they are widespread. They are not only spread to the brain, but also to the spinal cord. It would be greatly surprising to know that even 5-HT, that is serotonin, is synthesized on individual cellular level. Now, what is the function of this cellular serotonin? Well, it, its basic function is to serotonylate the intracellular protein, and that is how it affects the translation mechanism of these proteins. In the synapse, the presynaptic 5HG receptors, that is autoreceptors, they modulate the negative feedback. The capital S E R T. That is, serotonin reuptake transporter is responsible for the reuptake of serotonin in the synapse. And finally, that leads to the action termination of serotonin. Any guesses where and what does the reuptaken serotonin go and what does it do? Well, I'll give you two possible things that may happen to this reuptaken serotonin. Either it is repackaged into the vesicles or it undergoes metabolism. Now is the apt moment to kindle the talk all about serotonin receptors. Now, there are multiple 5-HG receptors which are identified and they make up the largest neurotransmitter family known so far. Of course, they are unique in their own kind, but many overlap regarding their signaling and functions. Now, what you need to know, is that all our G-protein coupled receptors except and only the 5HT3 receptors, which is a ligand-gated ion channel. Now, we will take the 5 ht receptors one by one. I'm going to tell about the members, the family, the signaling pathway and their specific agents, their actions and how they are useful. The first and foremost we are going to talk about the 5-HT1 receptors. In the 5-HT1 receptor subfamily there are five members mainly. The basic signaling is they inhibit the adenylyl cyclase and also the cyclic AMP storage in turn. In this we have 5-HT1A receptor and we have 5ht1b and 1d receptors well 5ht1a 5ht1b and 1d they are autoreceptors and you might be very well known with the tryptan agents that is sumatriptan etc they are the agonist of 5ht1b 1d and they are very useful in the therapy of migraines Then what are the other members of this subfamily there are 5HT1E and we also have 5HT1F. So that makes the five members complete. 5HT1E and 5HT1F they are found in the brain. The 5HT1A receptor agonist and what is the name of this one and only agonist Lasmiditan. LASMI DITAN, that is the 5-HT1F receptor agonist. It is also approved for the therapy of migraine. Coming over to the 5-HT2 receptors, there are three members. The signaling pathway is via the phospholipase C-diacylglycerol IP3 mechanism. The most abundant subtype is 5-HT2A. The antipsychotic agents, they inhibit the 5-HT2A while the psychedelic agents, they activate the 5-HT2A. Now, next important thing we need to know is all about 5-HT2B. It is moderately distributed. While 5-HT2C, its main function is modulated by RNA editing. It controls the cerebrospinal fluid production, etc coming over to our next important subtype and that is 5ht3 the 5ht3 receptors well it's the only monoamine neurotransmitter receptors which is ligand gated ion channel receptors talking about the structure what we need to know about these the pentameric complexes they are formed they contain three distinct subunits Once the receptor is stimulated, the depolarization occurs, and the gating of the cations also occurs. The main site of these receptors is in the gut, especially the vagal efferents and the splenic efferents. In the brain, maximum serotonin receptors, they are found in the solitary tract nucleus, area prostrema, and the vomiting center. Well, when I talk about the vomiting center, then you should be knowing about some important drugs which are curbing down the vomiting. For your information, FDA has approved Ondansetron. So I'm sure you know the spelling. The Ondansetron is the drug that is approved, which is a 5-HT3 receptor antagonist for curbing down the vomiting. And this is the explanation as I just have given you now. Coming over to the next subtypes and that we have 5-HT-4 receptors. Well, just like 5-HT-1 receptors, the 5-HT-4 receptors, they also activate etinolyl cyclase and cyclic AMP production. The superior and the inferior colliculi of hippocampus they are the main hubs that is the sites of 5HT4 receptors in the brain. The myenteric plexus, the smooth muscle secretory cells, they are the main sites in the gut that is the GIT. 5HT4 receptors they are definitely involved in the peristaltic mechanisms in the gut. You remember one drug and that I should tell you that is benzamide. Yes. So benzamide is the drug which is used in the gut disorders. It is so obvious as proved by just now given explanation. For your wonder I wish I would like to tell you that researchers in the animals they show involvement of 5HT4 receptors also in the memory and the feeding behavior. And they can be manipulated for human utility in the coming times. So There are many potentials in 5-HT4 receptors. Coming over to the next receptors, we have 5-HT5 receptors. Now the agents, they are involved in inhibiting the adenylyl cyclase. In the human, there is only single that is 5-HT5A receptor is found. The 5B receptor gene, it is non-functional in humans, but you should know that 5HT5A and 5HT5B, both the genes, they are found in rodents, in the functional form. Talking about the sites, they are abundant in brain and they are involved in the mechanism of anxiety, circadian rhythm and cognition. Talking about the next important receptors, we have 5 ht six receptors they stimulate the adenylyl cyclase and increase the cyclic amp production they are abundantly found in the cns they are involved in the motor control and the cognition it's very interesting and very unique thing to know about these that they are component of the primary neuronal cilia Now when the cognition is involved, definitely as per the researchers, the 5-HT6 antagonists, they are quite potential to be used in the Alzheimer's disease treatment in the coming times. That is, they can be used for the treatment of dementia. Last but not least, let's talk about 5-HT7 receptors. They activate the adenyl cyclase and increase the intracellular cyclic AMP production. Mainly, they are found in the central nervous system, but they are also found in the periphery. They are involved in sleep, thermoregulation, cognition, smooth muscle relaxation, and in the gut. And when they are found in so many places and they are involved in so many mechanisms, they are also potential agents. The researchers definitely show potential in the antagonism of 5-HT7 receptors to be the basis of the treatments, like treatment agents like antipsychotics and antidepressants. you would be highly surprised to know that pseudogene of 5 HD7 is quite nicely expressed in the whole human body but it is not translated in the functional receptors so it is non-functional. Last but not the least I'm gonna talk about the s e r t that is the serotonin reuptake transporter it terminates the serotonin action by the reuptake mechanism structurally it has 12 membrane spanning domains it's a member of the neurotransmitter sodium symporter family which is abbreviated as capital nss it includes the transporters for dopamine Norepinephrine, GABA, and glycine. From the nucleus Raphae, you remember the diagram that is on the top of the stock of the brain. Serotonergic neurons they arise, they form the capital SERT, that is serotonin reuptake transporter, and it is also found in the gut and the platelets. Now, you might be knowing about the agents, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, they and these agents, they include floxetine, citalopram, sertraline, paroxetine, etc. They bind to SERT and they inhibit the reuptake of serotonin, that is the 5-HT reuptake. Other drugs that also can bind to SERT and inhibit the reuptake, they are the tricyclic antidepressants and the serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, that is SNRIs. Drugs like Venlafaxine, Duloxetine, etc. They can also block the capital S-E-R-T. Hence, what do we need to derive or what do we infer from all these explanations and informations that capital SSRIs and capital SNRIs, they are good choice of drugs for various CNS pathologies and conditions like major depressive disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders, panic, anxiety states, fibromyalgia, and neuropathic pain, etc, etc. Tick tock, tick tock, the clock goes on. Hinting for the wrapping of today's episode on. Different serotonergic receptors, not to get me wrong, will be back with details and descriptions and actions of serotonin all in all. Gapping a few days is all we want repetition revision reflection mode on for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast please visit www.isfarmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine that is a pharmacology Ecology Further e-newsletter you can follow me on different social media handles like twitter insta facebook and linkedin they all are with the same name is pharmacology difficult If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes' Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay aligned. Thank you.